Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another Mockingjay Monday episode of Shelf Aware. And where have you been, Peter Boy, Peter Boy? Tell me, where have you been, Peter Malark? He's been in the capital, and now his brain's fucked up. He's a poor boy who cannot love his Katniss. I'm Anna. I'm M. <laughs> and also, what is the, like, I'm like, I recognize this song. Tell me, where have you been? I think it's Billy Boy, Billy, Billy Boy. Billy Boy. Okay, mm-hmm. yes, 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 yes. Thank you. I've I was, gone to seek a wife, something, something, yes. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, thank you. Maybe one of those American question mark folk songs, maybe. It feels Irish. Maybe, yeah, maybe not maybe American. that's racist to say that just because of the name Billy, but... Mm. Is Billy even an Irish name? I don't know. I know a goat named Billy. I mean, you it's William. Yeah, William. Which feels Scottish, but Scottish, that's because maybe. Yeah. We read out, uh, not Outlander. What was it? Braveheart. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the novelization of not not an actual book of Braveheart, but. And also the time travel romances. I feel like those had some Williams in it. Probably. Yeah. We don't remember what we've covered on this podcast. Truly. Uh. <laughs> As soon as we hit done recording, it's, it's gone. Over. It's gone from our brains. <laughs> um, this week, we are wrapping up. Uh, kind of. Yes, kind of. We are wrapping up the Hunger Games trilogy with uh, mm-hmm. the third book, Mockingjay by Suzanne mm-hmm. Collins. It's a double Mockingjay Monday. Mockingjay, Mockingjay. <laughs> What'd you think, Anna? I remember when I first read this book, I was kind of disappointed by the ending, Mm. but that was young Anna and current Anna is like, damn, this really, this really like, it's just the story of a traumatized girl Yes, and bad fucking shit keeps happening to her. Sure does. And she does the best she can. (laughs) Sure does. (laughs) And damn, if I didn't like the ending so much more this time. What did you think? In a surprising twist that will probably shock absolutely no one who's listened to this podcast with any regularity. Mm-hmm. This book mm-hmm. made me cry. <laughs> mm. I kind of thought it would going in into it. And parts. It sure did. It yeah. sure did. Um, it's sad. It's a sad book. And I like that it's sad because you all know I like sad things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and overall, good. I felt like it held up. Mm-hmm. felt like uh, it was about what I expected. I don't remember disliking it or like being disappointed in it the first time around i think Mm -hmm. i was just kind of like i've read it and i'm done and i'll never revisit this series again uh rather than being like oh that was dumb and i hate it you know it ended sadly and that's not satisfying to me as someone who reads ya yeah Yeah. Yeah. which i don't even think like comparing it's quietly hopeful it's quietly hopeful right and i mean like thinking of other YA of that time, you know, they're way sadder or, you know, depending how you look at it, uh, intentionally depressing so that mm-hmm. to try to be shocking. A series of unfortunate events. Just kidding. That one's funny. I was going to say that one's perfect. It is sad, though. It, also <laughs> it is sad, cry. but it is funny. Uh, I was thinking more like Divergent. I know we've brought it up a few times, yeah. but we're like just going to have to read series. it. No, God, no. Those books we're are so just going to have to suffer through it. They're so big. If, they're we, huge, if we read it, we're going to have to split up the books because I'm not doing I'm not doing a double record of two of those. No, God, like, no. Absolutely two not. Two 500 plus page books. No, hell no. Are they that long? I don't know. They're pretty chonky. I mean, yeah. like, they might be in that camp of, like, chonky because they're, like, double-spaced, but 
I can't recall. I'm not going to take the risk. I'm not going to take the risk either. <laughs> uh, but this book was, was good and not divergent. And I feel like the ending mm-hmm. was appropriate for yeah. the series as a whole. Yeah. I mean, terrible shit happens. Like yeah. everyone dies in this book except three or four people. And only and, and one of them, you're just like, I wish you weren't. Gail. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering if that's where we were going. Yeah. Gail sucks. Gail's no good. Gail's bad news bears. I don't know Gail, how anyone was team Gail ever. I truly, I, I this is not because we have friend who listens to this podcast um, mm-hmm. who is team Gail. And it kind of feels like we're just making fun of him at this point. But like mm-hmm. in general, I don't understand how anyone is team Gail. <laughs> if you're team Gail, you're no friend of mine. Yeah, we're no longer friends. This is how we're letting you know. Anyone who, anyone who is team Gail, you do need to tell us. Yeah. Um, or else it's entrapment. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's illegal not to tell us it if we ask. It's illegal not to tell us. Uh, and no, also, just, you have we, to tell us no matter what. We, don't we won't be ask. friends with you anymore, but you yeah. do still have to listen to you our s- podcast. You do still need to listen to our podcast. <laughs> uh, sorry. That's the contract you signed. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, is there anything else really to talk about at the top or should we just go ahead and get into it? I guess we can get into it. This one is the most plot heavy of all mm-hmm, of the books. Mm-hmm. A lot happens, and I kind of was yeah. like, it's all over why the they place. split it into two movies? And now I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, I don't know how you would condense this into, even if you gave it three hours, like, yeah. I don't know how you, you would condense all this. I know you watched the rewatched the first one, and you were talking about rewatching the second. Yes. Did you get around to rewatching the rest of them? Or? No, this is me being dumb. I got really frustrated mm-hmm. that I couldn't find them anywhere to stream that I already pay for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got mad and didn't watch them, and then, like, week later i was like i own all the movies and then still didn't watch them (laughs) it's like i own physical copies of these movies i have steel books of the movies i liked them that much like wow real adhd moment shining absolutely do you know how long (laughs) it's been since i pulled out a physical copy of a movie to watch like that did not even occur to me as an option I mean, I truly can't make fun of you that much because I did recently move and thought I had everything packed up and then realized that I did, in fact, own DVDs and such that were in, like, a cabinet that I just haven't opened in, like, four years. So, I mean, I get it. (laughs) Just tape the cabinet shut at that point and be like, Godspeed, DVDs. (laughs) (laughs) I am sure my two copies of Crazy Rich Asians will make it through somehow. (laughs) That's a good movie, though. Like... (laughs) <laughs> I, st- yeah, I still enjoy it it was like a i don't know how this keeps happening to me I, it was a double birthday present like uh-huh so often people will be like i know what she likes and then and two this different one ones of thing. my friend two different friends will get it for me yeah <laughs> how funny well all right let's talk about this book um word of warning we read this book months ago not months mm-hmm. ago but it was a long time ago it was about a month ago yeah so it's so a month. Take the S off. Chop it off. Throw it away. Month ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, you already know how we've already alluded to how poor our memories are about the books and episodes we record. Yeah. Imagine now having to try and hold this information in your head while also having to record another episode. <laughs> like it was a lot. Uh, couldn't Wait, be helped, though. We, 
were we, we planning on recording another episode tonight? No, no, no. Like we were, okay, we okay. read this oh, oh, and I then see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I yeah. panicked so hard for no. a second there. I was yeah, like, didn't you read The Exorcist me. too? <laughs> hold on, hold on, real quick, while I uh, put this on audiobook and have that going in one ear while I try to do this podcast. Absolutely, I've yeah. seen the movie <laughs> Exorcist, so we could probably talk about it. Um, it's been maybe 20 years, but. <laughs> I have not seen a movie Exorcist. Mm, you'll just have to guess at what you think it's about. That's a that's a conversation for another episode, though. This one we have to talk about Mockingjay. What do you think Katniss would think of The movie. Exorcist? I think she would probably go, demons? Demons aren't real. Mm-hmm. I've met real demons, and mm-hmm. they're nothing like depicted in that movie. They're like humans in the form of demons, like President Snow. Would be yeah. kind of like the vibe, I feel like. Call them demutations. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I've I've faced down way worse in the arena. Like I feel like Just, that would be. Sort let of, me tell you about my inner demons. Yeah, like she would be like Ugh, scary movies. I know what's really scary. It's not being able to it's feed man your sister. Like yeah, yeah. It's starving to death, and then a boy with bread throwing it at you, and you owing him for the rest of your life. That's what's scary. And you want to have sex with him, but you also don't because you think that maybe it would be like just because you feel like indebted to him and so that's very mm-hmm, confusing mm-hmm. and you know what else is scary anyway intimacy <laughs> being in love and vulnerable <laughs> it's good that this episode is going up the night before or the day before halloween this is great time. oh yeah <laughs> we're getting our spooky talks in uh-huh <laughs> and then when katniss got to the capital there were zombies i, I mean, don't know man yeah yeah of a sort <laughs> yeah 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 mm-hmm, for sure all right Okay. Mocking Happy Halloween. Jay. Happy Halloween. <laughs> we left off. We were on the the lifter, the yes. sh- chopper, whatever they're called, to is it just helicopter? Do they have like a fancy No, they're like hover something. Hover, hover something. Hover, hovercraft. Hovercraft, it's not hovercrafts. Hover Maybe it is. Hover covercopters. Hover my bobs. Hoverboards. They get on their little hoverboards hover and they just fly into space. Yes. Uh hover. Nope. Hovermobiles. Uh, hover, it is hovercraft. Damn. Bad news. Terrible Damn. News. It's just hovercraft. It's, it seemed like it would have a cool Hunger Games type of name, like yeah. Tracker Jackers or or Hoverbovers. Hoverbovers. Hello. Call, I saw the capitals hoverbover coming right toward me. <laughs> we call it that because it hovers above us. Oh my God! See, <laughs> see how smoothly seamless that was. So good. So Zane good. Collins, let us know when you're starting your next series. Absolutely. When you start the sequel to Songbird of Snake Ballad, whatever. Mm, that's what it's called. Uh huh. <laughs> um. So yes, we we left off with uh Gail's super hard line of like there is no there more is District no Twelve. District Twelve. Mm-hmm. Time has passed. Um. Katniss has grown slightly accustomed to life in District 13 because that's where we live now in District 13, uh, the surprise district that no one thought existed anymore except the Capitol. They live underground in this uh, like a military bunker or something like basically their job when they were still an official district was to like make nuclear weapons. And so they have a lot of those kind of underground facilities that can withstand nuclear Truly wild. Truly wild that the Capitol was like. You, you know are, who we should bomb? You're the train district, and you guys, you just do knives. You uh-huh. just do knives. That's all you do. Uh-huh. Like, just yeah, only just, weapons. Just only use knives. <laughs> like, what was the, the the capital, the district system is silly. It's silly. We know it's silly. Um, 
But so so she's living here underground. And the thing about life in District 13 is it's like very um uh what's the word I'm looking for? It sucks. Regimented. Like, yes, regimented. Like they have uh one outfit everyone wears and it's mm-hmm. like it's like a, a un, un, universal like just plain ass beige clothes. Truly really thought you were gonna say unitard, and I was like, I don't think it's that. Yes, they are actually, <laughs> you know the music video for Chandelier. That's everyone yep. in this. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> stupid Shia LaBeouf <laughs> and like a 12 year old girl dancing around sexually what was Maddie wrong Ziegler, with yes. I have no, anyway <laughs> yeah that whole relationship is uh, sus as hell it is like who just becomes friend with becomes friends with the tween because first of all tweens are annoying tweens are very annoying I'm so sorry to any tweens listening to our podcast please you stop you're not old enough to listen to yeah, our you're podcast you're not old enough and also you do need to know that you're even annoying. if you are the most delightful tween in the world, you're still annoying. I'm and so that's sorry fine. That's this. the season of that's life you're point. in. You're yes. in the annoying part of your life. It's the only yes. time you get to be that way. <laughs> uh, not really. As as you can say, see, we're still yeah, very annoying. Still <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So they're all dressed like the. <laughs> They're all just like the music video for Chandelier. They only eat gruel, um, but it's like meticulously measured out for, to reach all their macros type of like bachelor child situation. And everyone is kind of inducted as a soldier in this little District 13 army. They like forego their names and they're just like Soldier Everdeen and Soldier uh, Gale. What is his last name? Hawthorne. I can't think of- Hawthorne. Yeah, Soldier Hawthorne. Um and, and schedules on their arms. Yeah. And this to me, I was like, I kind of want that. I, <laughs> I do, but also I'm confused by it. Mm. Is it just like, is it like, it was like an Apple watch is what I was thinking. But is it like an implant under your arm? You have to stick your arm mm. in like a thing and yeah. get, get it right. So is it like something in Ooh, your arm. And then it like projects an image on top of your arm. Yeah. So Ew. I assumed, right. Which I'm like, she didn't say that it was like, oh, we had to get a, no. a thing, you know? I thought it was like a Pip Boy from Fallout or something. Like, I don't know what that is because I'm. Like a big screen you wear on your arm. Like, a, yeah. Like, yeah. But you have to stick your, your hand in a thing to get it, right? Am oh, I making weird. that up? Yeah. So it's like a permanent, like. So I think what it is, it's implant. like everybody. I don't think it's an implant. Mm. I think it's just, it's just like a spray paint. You just yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you stick your arm under this and it goes. I'm like, okay, nine o'clock, I wake up. Ten o'clock, I go eat brunch. Like, it's like, and every day you have to get a new the, one. It's like the little airbrush tattoos at the yeah, uh, maybe at the zoo, you know, or the the amusement park. But just yeah. um, they got like sadder. a stencil. And they just yeah. spray paint over your arm. Yeah, I believe that. Um, but I do, I do also like, I, I, I know this is supposed to be very dystopian, but mm. I do like the idea of having a schedule someone has created for me that they enforce heavily that, uh, enforces me to like grow as a person and be healthy and educated. Yeah. I'm like, I probably do need that. Honestly, if someone could like tell me what my macros were and just feed me yeah. three times a day, I'd probably be down for that. Even if it was kind of gross. Like, I would be for like a month, maybe. I think if I had the option, kind of like Katniss does, because they do get to eat other food, you know? It's not mm-hmm. always, like, because she hunts and stuff and brings That's meat true. in and whatever. So I think, like, A, it would be somewhat different day to day, and B, 
it, like if I wanted more, I could like go eat candy or whatever. As long uh-huh. as it's like that, and it wasn't like you can only eat this food. But mm-hmm. I would love it if I never had to prepare a meal again. That would like, that's I, true, very I true. Like, I never had to think about what you wanted yes, to eat. Yes, yes. Like I like cooking. I hate thinking about cooking. Absolutely. Mm, terrible. um (laughs) yeah and then like if you just didn't like do the things that were good and healthy for you someone would put you in jail yeah yeah that sounds like what i need i need that's the kind of regulation i need yeah the threat of a permanent like consequence is the only thing that will keep me motivated i think i'm talking a lot of shit right now but actually um because I have pathological demand avoidance, if I was being told to, mm. do would you things, go hide I in the closet with Katniss? Definitely be hiding in the closet. Yeah, and well, that's fair. We don't want to go back to those days. <laughs> Bazinga! <laughs> <laughs> so we're so we're living here in the no fun District Thirteen. Uh, so a lot of people actually did manage to make it out of District Twelve. Gail is kind of seen as a little bit of a hero because he was able to get like I think it's like several hundred people were able to skip or skip to get out of District Twelve, which skip is town. A, skip town, yeah, which isn't a lot like considering the size of District Twelve originally, but you know it's not no one. Um, yeah, I think they gave it as a percentage at one point or like a fraction. Mm. I feel like it was like a tenth maybe, but I could yeah. be entirely making that up. It's it's definitely a tiny small amount of people um and and the thing about the the district 13 people uh they live like this very regimented lifestyle because i think at one point there was this this disease that ravaged their community and killed off a lot of the children so there's not a lot of ton of children in district 13 so like they're they're kind of happy to take in all of these district 12 refugees because it brings new life into their district that they didn't have before even though they do have to share their resources that you know, are already pretty stretched then. So listen, I'm very sorry to report this to you, Suzanne Collins, but this mm. is basically the plot of many a sci-fi romance. Mm. You know, by Ruby Dixon, maybe by Ruby. No, literally by Ruby Dixon, but also a lot of other ones. <laughs> like there's a lot of oh no, these aliens have fertility problems and they need to import people. We need to bring to in the human that. women. Yep, exactly. I'm like, gang, you've you've set something different up here, Suzanne. <laughs> I need you to take a step back. <laughs> Absolutely wild that in every sci-fi romance, the only way that aliens have babies is the same way humans do. Uh-huh. Never some like weird thing like we both stand in a corner and breathe out until a body is formed or something. Or have like I... a chunk of me falls off and that's my offspring. Can I interest you in Octavia Butler's Genozenesis trilogy? Mm, probably. I've always meant to read Octavia Butler and just haven't gotten around to it yet. Do do they do weird alien fucking in it or it's like um they have multiple sexes and like they're trying mm. to create new races and that's now, see that thing. to me makes more sense than just like we yeah. are a bunch of alien barbarians on a planet that have very similar biology to the male sex on Earth. However, before I hype it too much, I do need to share with you the um original combined cover. For it so just okay um everybody else you can i believe this is i should still be the uh lead image on wikipedia for uh the series i believe am but... i gonna be scared or am no. i gonna laugh yeah okay oh see that yes i just sent it in the chat oh you. boy yeah it's a good oh, one. boy it's they both look uncomfortable they both look no one wants to be, to be in this picture <laughs> 
Wow. I really love fantasy and sci-fi book covers from this from era. The 70s and 80s, yeah. They just like they're just so good. Uh yeah. <laughs> Anyway, back to a book written in 2000s. Um So we find out uh so we found out at the end of the second book that Pita and Joanna and that District 2 person were captured Inobaria. by the Capitol. Yeah, Inobaria are ca- are captured by the Capitol. Katniss is real fucking bummed, right? Her one job, her one job in the arena was to save Peta's life and she couldn't fucking do it. So like her brain is like thinking like either torturing him for information. Mm-hmm. They are, or he's already dead. Like she is mourning Peta. But then the uh they get this transmission from the Capitol and it's an uh, an interview between Caesar Flickerman and Peta. And Peta is like he still looks relatively healthy, but he there's definitely they can tell there's something wrong with him. And he's basically in this interview saying like Katniss and I were not involved in the rebellion during the quarter quell. We had no idea what was happening. Uh, and I also think that there should be a ceasefire because of um, I don't like war and basically like pumping out these this propaganda from the Capitol of like here they have the Capitol's golden boy, Peter Malark, and he's saying don't do a war rebels to try and get people to stop cheering for Katniss. Cause Katniss is, you know, the, the, the image of the rebellion, even though mm-hmm. she doesn't realize it for a very long time. So this like rocks Katniss's world. She's like, what, is, what is what? I don't understand. She kind of has a little bit of a breakdown and she's like, we need to go save him. Why is anyone doing anything to save him? Gail, she and Gail like run off into the woods and he like eventually talks to her and he's like, look, like PETA is, still trying to save your life he's like kind of trying to drop hints in the um in this interview of like you know what they should or shouldn't do in retaliation to the capital and like he's trying to keep you safe by saying you didn't know anything about the rebellion like he's still fighting and so she's like i'm gonna fight too then and she agrees to become the uh the mockingjay the symbol of this of the rebellion that president coin and Plutarch Heavensby and a bunch of other people are trying to basically manufacture some kind of of martyr for for this war. So they get her all dolled up and she has to like try and shoot these commercials basically where she's like Uncle Samming it, right? Yeah. Um and or it's Donald bad. Duck, you know. Or Donald Duck. During she's World Donald Donald Duck in it. She's got no pants on. <laughs> out to fight Hitler. You know? out to, yeah, just like just like Donald Duck. Um, but she. Uh, <laughs> but as we know, Katniss is like not a very good actress. She has to believe she has to believe or else she can't do it. Yeah, she's only good live. Like PETA, PETA was the charming one. Katniss is the surly one that is only good when under pressure. <laughs> mm. So she eventually, she convinces Snow. She's like, you have to let me go out into the field. And they're like, um, okay, I guess so. We'll try and like set up these somewhat safe scenarios for you to go to. Katniss has also negotiated with Coin and, and Plutarch of like, part of me being this Mockingjay, I want three things. I want Gail all the time around me near me because Gail, ha- she's kind of fallen back on Gail as like her, um, her safety you know like she's mm-hmm. he she is safe with him she's kind of like they're 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 dealing with a lot of emotional stuff right now between the two of them of like gail very much believing he's in love with her and katniss being like 
confused about what is love and which boy do Baby, I like more. Me. Baby, don't hurt me, but he will. So he will. Don't hurt worry. A baby. So she says, I need Gail uh, at my disposal all times a day. They're like, okay, fine. You can have Gail, whatever. She's like, okay, two, I want when, when we win the other um, victors, Joanna, uh, Pita, and Inobaria, who were captured, and Annie, who is, who is um, Finnick's girlfriend that was like not in the quarter quell, but she's just kind of, she was also kidnapped because they're like, mm, Finnick, he got away, so we're going to capture his girlfriend. I would also assume probably like the other victors also were probably rounded up, but like nobody else cared about them. So. We didn't know their names, so Katniss yeah, didn't give a shit. Probably dead now. Probably. But she's like, I want them all to be pardoned. They are not to be blamed for anything that the Capitol has learned about us. Like, that's some fucking bullshit. And Coin is like really hesitant about this one, but she's like, fine. And then the last one is that Katniss wants to be the one that kills President Snow. And Coin's like, I'll fight you for it. Yeah, she's like, we'll toss a coin or something. She's Mm -hmm. like, okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's Uh her. She's a coin. She's a coin. Two faced. <laughs> Do you get it? <laughs> uh, so yeah, so so they they her first like they they get her they get her a camera crew which if you remember is like Natalie Dormer with a oh. totally awesome fucking haircut. Oh, God, Natalie so good, so good. Mm. We love Natalie Dormer <laughs> on this podcast. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so, so they send her off to District 8, which is uh, in, in the height of a, um, a rebellion against the Capitol. And they have a hospital there full of people who are wounded uh, after a series of bombs that the Capitol has set off. They have this ruse where she's like, oh, Katniss uh, had a miscarriage because everything that happened, she's real stressed out. <laughs> so no baby. Don't, Don't worry about, about baby. baby. Edit undo on baby. We There was never a baby. It also makes me think, because they say the whole thing about, like, oh, yeah, Gail's already been presented as her cousin, so, like, Mm -hmm. it's fine if he's hanging around her. Like, if they did start making out full-time, how would they have spun that one? How would they have spun? Kissing cousins. You know. Out there from West Virginia. I was going to say, this is based on (laughs) Appalachia, so let's just lean on into the stereotype. I guess they are. Uh, so, so Katniss is kind of like going through the hospital and doing her thing where she's actually like a very caring and warm person, but only when she doesn't realize it. Um, and she's saying nice things to everyone in the hospital and kind of like telling stories about, uh, her time at at home and watching her mom and her sister heal people, whatever. And then they notice that these, uh, enemy aircrafts are coming in this time to bomb the hospital. And, uh... So Katniss and Gail leap into action and they they shoot at jets with bows and arrows and win. And they are explosive bows and arrows to give credit where credit is due. But (laughs) uh, (laughs) and then and then she like gives this really impassioned speech about like, hey, you capital fuck you. Also, districts rise up. Uh, They time gang. Yeah, we're going to burn together or something. I don't remember. It's really, it's really fucking it's cool. It's a good. Speech. It's really good. I just, <laughs> I can't remember what it is. So use your imaginations. Um, then, um, let's see. I think they go back. They go. Yeah. 
So they, they go back and they're like broadcasting. They call them propos, uh, the propaganda things that she's shooting. They call them propos. We call them propobapos. Propobapos. Propaganda, but they really bop. Yeah, they were really fucking good. And Beatty has to like hack into the Capitol's mainframe to like display it on the TVs in the Capitol and the districts that are still loyal to the Capitol and whatever. And then and then there's another interview uh, with PETA where he is on air again. But this time PETA looks fucked up. Like this is truly there are signs of something like he's being mistreated in some way. He's super tired looking. He's super thin. And he's like, please, Katniss, don't do this. Uh, but then like he has this moment where he kind of like snaps, I think, and like he tries to like fight fight his way off the stage or something and then like the the propo cuts he he gives them no it's it's is that this one oh maybe i'm wrong i think it's the third one like there's like a series of them i didn't say anything yeah i don't know it's all it's it's so hard to keep track of what happened and when so (laughs) um and then they go to they shoot another proper they go to district 12 and she's like oh, this is everything about my home and it's so sad. And I think like, no, Finnick isn't there at this point. Finnick is like, he's he's also very uh, beaten down by everything that's happened to him. He's very traumatized and he's very worried about his, uh, his girlfriend, Annie, who he loves deeply and is afraid for her life at this moment. So she's got a bunch of damaged teens running around in District 13. Having a rough time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Katniss like sings. That's the big thing about this propo. She like goes into the woods and she sings for the Mockingjays and all the Mockingjays sing back. And it's the song that's like the song she sang to Rue when Rue died in the arena. Um, but it's a really like it's a real fucking sad song. If you read the lyrics about like basically uh, I think it's like killing. killing. Are you, are you coming to the tree? Uh, they strung up a man. He they said he murdered three strange Mm. things would happen there no stranger would they be if we met up at midnight by the hanging tree Mm -hmm. i believe is the i think yeah i think i got that right yes it's it's a real fucked up song this song is on some of my playlists (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) and um it's been banned by the capital so her even singing it is kind of like a an active rebellion in itself but she sings it so fucking beautifully that the mockingjays sing it back Anyway, that prop is real popular. Everyone also, she and, Gail, she and Gail do some more kissing. Whatever. It's annoying. <laughs> uh, and then there's and then there's another interview from PETA. And this time he like he's it's his sentences don't make sense. Like he's having a hard time speaking. But then but then at the last minute, he's like, yo, District 13, you're all going to be dead by morning. There's going to be bombs. Like he doesn't say that explicitly because it's PETA and he's very good with words. And uh, basic, but basically he says enough to where he is seen on camera being beaten by guards and then it cuts off. Katniss Which, losing like, her fucking mind as always. To me, this is the point where Snow's lost, right? Yes, absolutely. Like, there's, you, you can't come back from that. You can't come back from it. And like, it's a bad move. It was a bad move. Beating to put up Peter Malark place. on TV. Right. Like beloved, everyone loves Peter. Beloved Victor Peter Malark. Come on. Yes, he's so charming. Be on board for that. Mm-hmm. It, it's, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I know we kind of talked about it in book two, but like president snow is such a confusing character to me because he's presented as this like Machiavellian, 
like mastermind. And I think there's kind of some evidence with the way that this book ends that supports the idea that that is like a front basically and that he's not that smart but I don't know for sure maybe maybe uh Suzanne Collins does did mean for him to be like genius chess master like always one step <laughs> defeated ahead. But by a like, 17 year old yeah I'm just like I think the the more compelling narrative to me is less that he is like oh so such a outstanding player of the game mm-hmm. and more that he is just lucky like so many of the Mm -hmm. other victors have been lucky so he's happened to have come out on top here for so long um yeah or like he's so good at being like this malicious ruler so like when he's in power he is able to keep the power because he acts so swiftly and violently but then when like people start fighting back and his only way is to react in that violent and swift manner people are like we don't like this now we know who you are right it's just it doesn't yeah it he's good at one like, thing and one thing only. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he's very good at playing the like public opinion. Not game. like Plutarch is, yeah. No, not like Plutarch is, or even like Coin is, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Or even Hamish, I think, is like. Hamish is so smart. Hamish is. Cause that, and that's the other thing. The three we haven't talked we about named, him much this book. The three characters we just named are all playing this game right yeah like, like Hamish is on like the council for district 13 yes. like he's up there for some reason but they they all have different goals right mm-hmm. like because coin wants to be in power um whether for good or ill you know i i think you can make the argument that coin does have good intentions but it's just like she's a shithead in the end yeah she's um, just as manipulative as snow yeah. So like Snow mm-hmm. and Coin both want power for themselves for Two whatever reason. The same yeah, there you go. Um there you go. <laughs> two flakes of the same snowfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh Plutarch He's does just want here for peace. The entertainment. I, I think well, I think he does want peace. Uh-huh. But he sees it as like he's he's the most to full like he comes closest to fully understanding all the chess pieces, right? Yes. Like he can see the whole board. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is just working with like bits. Mm-hmm. And he's not necessarily interested in Oh, he's so detached. Who's yeah. in power, right? He just wants mm-hmm. like certain things to come about. Mm-hmm. Um and I think probably, you know, like one could make the argument that he also manipulated the ending of this book, right? Like For that, sure, yeah. Yeah. And then Hamish, I think, is wants the people that he cares about to be safe like mm-hmm, i think that's mm-hmm. honestly hamish's goal um i think that he sees that goal as being able to come about by you know getting through this war and whatnot but i think that his driving factor is less like a power or like some greater mo- like plutarch mm-hmm. level of wanting some greater good and more just like this has sucked for me. This has sucked for all of my friends. I want this to end and I'm going to make this end. You know, mm-hmm. Hamish is, yeah, we haven't really talked much about Hamish in this book because for most of this book, he and Katniss are at odds. And it's this really unfortunate situation of where they are, they're both very affected by what has happened to them in their lives, but go about dealing with those emotions in two different ways. Probably one, because of their age gap and two, like mm-hmm. Hamish has been dealing with this for much longer and can kind of compartmentalize a little bit better. So like Hamish, or we'll start. Katniss is upset with Hamish because she doesn't feel like Hamish is 
upset enough about what has happened with mm-hmm. PETA. She doesn't feel like Ham- she feels like Hamish is moving on. She doesn't understand his role and what he is trying to do behind the scenes in District 13, which is essentially just keep his two children safe. Um, and uh, she she's just not in a place where she can detach enough to sit back and realize like, OK, like Hamish is playing ball with them in order to get more leniency in other ways. Right. Yeah. And Hamish is frustrated with Katniss this entire book because he's like, girl, you cannot just fucking lock yourself in a closet and ignore everything happening around you. Like, you are so important to this movement and we need you to work with us in some way. Like, I get you're real fucking sad and I get that we fucked up with Peter real bad. Hamish is just really frustrated that Katniss can't buckle down for a month or two or three or whatever and get the job done and then go be sad about it. But also, Hamish is a very high-functioning alcoholic and does not deal with things healthily in any way. So he's not really one to talk either. So they're just, they love each other and they relate to each other really well. But this is the kind of the first time where they see that where their differences lie. Well, and I think that, like, they kind of are the same character. Like, they're very, mm -hmm. very similar, except that... Katniss still has like a level of idealism that Hamish has been forced to lose. So I Mm -hmm. think that like for Katniss, she's like, no, there is like right and wrong and things that we should be doing and not be doing and whatever. Right. Like she's like the right thing is to go rescue PETA like as soon as possible, even if it's, you know, not. And Hamish is strategically and Hamish is like. So I think also some of Hamish's annoyance comes from like the fact that she still has that idealism even after Mm -hmm. everything and he has lost it you know Mm -hmm. where he is more in survival mode than even she is but it's okay hey mitch katniss will be broken even further (laughs) don't worry don't Don't worry worry about it so Peta gives this warning of like hey district 13 prepare for a bombing and so they go into a full lockdown right and they go underground they have like these assigned bomb bunkers basically and um they they just hunker down as they can feel like the bombs hitting the surface but everyone in district 13 is fine because they're so deep far underground Peta warned them in time it was it was great uh so like after they stay down there for a couple days and when they come back up katniss has had this realization the whole time that they're down there in these kind of like dark little bunkers that like damn what's happening to Peta is directly my fault because he's being tortured because President Snow knows that torturing PETA and breaking PETA will be what absolutely destroys me. So she she comes to Gail and the others with this realization. And Gail is like, damn, we were really hoping you wouldn't figure that out for a little bit longer. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> oh, Gail. <laughs> People That's like this man? People like him? Worst. Stop. Uh, Katniss, Katniss goes into a deep depressive state. She cannot do, she cannot care for herself. She cannot care for her mother and sister and she cannot be the Mockingjay anymore. She can't, she can't bring herself to put on the suit and go out and do the things. And so finally, after some time of this, Coin's like, fine, we'll get the fucking boy back. Whatever. She, he's (laughs) the one I wanted anyway. Coin has always made this very clear. Like I wanted PETA rescued from the arena, not Katniss. Cause PETA is the one you can work with. PETA is the one that's good on camera. Pete is good with people. Katniss, I guess she can shoot an arrow. Like, Coin has no respect for Katniss, yeah, really. Yeah. Katniss is not her first pick, for sure. Yeah, Coin is not a girl's girl. <laughs> Although I also wonder, kind of knowing everything that we know about Coin and, like, where she ends up, like, mm-hmm. and kind of 
because again, I I don't know if this book really. Well, we'll talk about it when we get to, get to the end. But mm-hmm. I wonder if the situation was was reversed and Peta was the one they had saved and Katniss was being tortured. If she would say the same thing about mm-hmm. Katniss, you know, is it just kind of like That's a? Uh, I'm going to put everyone else down to kind of like underestimate their importance so that yeah, they feel so like everyone they have looks to, to try me. harder, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think too that like some of that uh, fear of Katniss overtaking her in a leadership role as well of like mm. because Katniss doesn't like Coin and she makes that pretty clear to like everybody that she talks to about Coin. She's like, yeah, fuck that bitch. Um, and uh, I think Coin also sees that and is like, damn. And they talk about this in the book too, where it's like Coin wants to distance herself, wants basically wants Katniss to be kind of taken care of in the in this war, like die as a martyr. Because the best option for coin. Yeah, yeah. She because she knows like going forward into whatever kind of government they're going to create, Katniss is not going to step up and be like, "I vote for coin." She's going to be like, "No, coin doesn't deserve it," because she knows who coin really is. So, uh, cat, yeah, coin sees Katniss as a threat, and she, I, yeah, Peta might have been more malleable, but honestly, like you put Katniss in trouble, and Peta grows a backbone. So I don't know, I don't know what would have happened. (laughs) Yeah, I, I think that the the realistic. Uh, thing would have been probably a very I feel like I feel like PETA would have been a little bit more like yes I will step up to the plate and do my part but I also feel like he probably he would probably go like zero to a hundred right he would either oh, be like I'm all in and then as soon as he started seeing like things were kind of fucked up he would be like I'm not doing any of this you yeah know? Mm-hmm. Not until Whereas you think, bring me Katniss. Yeah, I think he Katniss, would have been a little bit smarter in his rebellion. <laughs> I think Katniss plays a little bit more in the middle ground with it mm-hmm. of being like, oh, well, like, yeah, they're kind of doing fucked up shit, but mm-hmm. like, you know, we got it. Like, she does kind of lean into some of the like, it's she's for the greater dumb good. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she's just unaware of other people's motivations because she's very much focused on survival and survival only, and. She just has never gotten used to to people being manipulative and having other motivations and stuff like that. So yeah. she's just a little bit dumb sometimes, and that's okay. She's very cool in a lot of other ways. Uh, so they send out their friend. They're like, "Fine, we'll go get the boyfriend. We'll 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 stage a rescue so that Katniss gets out of her fucking bedroom." Gail volunteers to go on this mission, which is very distressing to Katniss because she suddenly has this fear of like, "I'm going to lose both of my love interests." So that's fucked up. But um, in order to they 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 stage a distraction so that they can they can sneak into the capital and get PETA and the other victors out. Uh, and the distraction that they that they have is Finnick, who um, if you I, I think we talked about this in the last book a little bit, but like Finnick was basically used uh, for he. He was prostituted. He was. Yes. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And he, instead of being paid in monetary way, I mean, he probably was. They probably did get a lot of money and gifts. He also picked up on a lot of the capital secrets, and he knows secrets about everyone, including President Snow. And so yeah, he's. I think it was less even that he was paid in secrets and more just like people talk to him because, oh, he's just a dumb whore, you know, yes. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it's like is, bedroom talk, sweet bedroom yeah, pillow talk. Yeah. About, you know, treason and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So he he starts revealing all these secrets and eventually builds up into being like, yeah. And then like President Snow only became president because he killed, he poisoned the previous president or something. And also the reason. poisonings. 
Yeah, yeah. And also the reason he smells like roses all the time or he has roses around him all the time is because he took some of that poison himself in one of these poisoning attempts and like he just didn't fully recover from it and he's real stanky because he's rotten from the inside. I think it was like, yeah, like he was taking the poison to build up a tolerance to it, but like Mm -hmm. the side effect was like the rotting smell, basically. Yes. So that's why President Snow is always surrounded by flowers, which is something we haven't really discussed in the podcast, but you know, if you've seen the movies and yeah yeah um so with the distraction and plutarch kind of using up his resources of like undercover spies and stuff they're able to get Peta, annie and joanna out uh i think inobaria probably gets out too but she doesn't really like she's like bye now <laughs> she doesn't need I to be in district she 13 is brought to district 13 but mm-hmm. just kind of is there because i don't think the they background. would let her like i don't think that they let her just go do whatever. Mm. I don't think they let her go back to district two or three or whatevs. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure she was, cause they mention her at the end when the, they all have to vote. She's there. Mm-hmm. So she's around. Just she's doing important. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. She disappears in the book essentially until the uh, final vote. Um, so Katniss is so, she's like, Oh, Peta, thank God you're here. And she goes to meet him and immediately Peta, uh, tries to strangle her and kill her. Um, and is almost successful. Fucked up. (laughs) Katniss is further destroyed by this. Uh, Peta, she's lost the boy with the bread. She, sweet, sweet little Peta is no more. All that's left is this hardened version of him because he has been dosed with tracker jacker venom and basically brainwashed into every, they would show him footage of Katniss and basically being told, like, she's your enemy. You need to kill her. She's the worst. Like, fucking hate she's this bitch. The re- she's the reason District 12 is destroyed. She's killed all of your family. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he fully believes this. Uh, but, you know, Arpita's still in there sometimes. So he he's just real confused. And it's, well, it's... Even, like, it almost feels like he associates, like, he associates Katniss when he sees her with all of that. Mm-hmm. Right? But, like, because it is, like, a switch gets flipped, basically, when Katniss shows up. Because, yes. like, obviously no one no one caught on to this on the way back or anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? So it is very, like, targeted. <laughs> yes. It's really fucking rude. Um... So they're they're trying to work on PETA. They've got some ideas about like using tracker jacker venom to unbrainwash him, and that's that's having some success. Um, Katniss and and Hamish kind of uh, have a reconciliation in this part of the book because he's the first person she goes to when she's just like sobbing, doesn't really know what to make of all of this, and Hamish is there to comfort her because they love each other. They're it's a wonderful father and daughter relationship, and. Um, you know, they, they promise they're going to try and work this out. Katniss is like, I can't be here. I cannot be here in District 13 while this is going on. Please send me back out. They're like, okay, you can go to District 2, which is like the last district standing. Um, and they go there. And I think the whole thing here is that, like, they're trying to get into a mountain. They're trying to get into a mountain. Called district the two, Nut. District 2 is still, there's still a lot of folks who are pro-capital. And... They want to get into the mountain, and they're trying to figure it out, and then they realize that they can It's Gale. This is where we learn that Gale is is very... Gale is death traps. He loves war, and he loves violating the Geneva Convention. Like, he doesn't give a (laughs) shit. (laughs) He's like, I don't care who dies in my way. As long as some people from the Capitol die, I'm happy. 
So he basically wants to like make the mountain. So a lot of a lot of the, the whole of District Two has gone into the mountain to kind of bunker down and try and like get out of the fighting that's going on because District Thirteen has uh, bombs and shit. The Capitol has bomb. Everyone's just bombing. And Gail is like, hey, well, we can like trap everyone. We can trap everyone in the mountain and make them all have to come out this one exit. And then when they come out this exit, we'll bomb them or something or like we'll set up a trap or whatever. And Katniss is like, that's fucked up, Gail. He's like, yeah, but it's effective. I think also there's a thing about like he wants to. Is it maybe I'm misremembering. Is it his first idea is like basically trap all of the exits yeah i think he wants to like just bury them all in there and be like well sucks to suck and like katniss is like both of our dads died in mind collapses how could you do that yeah (laughs) this is like it goes against everything anyone in district 12 would believe in and gail yeah you really see how kind of like bloodthirsty gail has become he is he is leaning into the he's like you know a victory by any means yeah and And he's like well they're with the capital yes bro not all of them some of them are civilians i mean all almost all of them are civilians like and i think he's like well they have the they are politically aligned with the capital basically and i'm like okay everyone was at one point they don't really have a choice right and the fact that you can't see that like the way this looks to someone who maybe has not had the same life path as you where it wouldn't be great to just like throw in immediately with a rebellious force that has nuclear bombs like you know Mm -hmm. it's like maybe just a little bit of understanding here (laughs) yeah yeah he has none he's one track mind and Katniss this causes a lot of friction in their in both their romantic relationship and and just their friendship that they've had for years and Katniss is just like I don't know this man anymore um and I don't know I don't know if we can fix this so she's kind of just adrift right both of her her pillars of Peta and Gail both of them have broken off from her in some way but importantly in the pillars what she has found is that the pillar of Peta as a moral compass mm-hmm. has crumbled because he is no longer able to act as that mm-hmm. the pillar of gale as a moral compass turns out was just a bad moral compass and filled with spikes i guess to yeah. continue the metaphor He's just like, too angry it's just a bad pillar to <laughs> yeah. start with yeah because <laughs> the pillar didn't it's not like gale changed what he was saying this is what he's been saying the whole time mm-hmm. like you know it's so just he has the power to act on it now. Yeah, he's just been given too many weapons. This is the thing is he's been like working with BD in their weapons department to create bombs and things, and they've been using Gale's expertise in hunting and specifically thinking like a predator in order to build more effective killing machines, which is never never a good thing. Like you don't that's not a cool part of you, Gale. That's bad. <laughs> you shouldn't be excited and you know, wanting to do that, but whatever. Um so we're 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 seeing this whole like not a new side of Gale, but like an unleashed side of Gale. Yeah. Um, power has kind of gone to his head a little bit. But so they do the plan where they block off every entrance but one and like people they try and stay in the mountain for as long as possible, but then they have to start coming out. And 
one there they start to come out and Katniss runs out and she's like don't shoot them because that is the plan is to like shoot everybody that comes out and she's like trying to talk to one of the survivors um who is like his is, is kind of on the cat he's like on the fence of like am i on the yeah. capital side or whatever like what is there to fight for and but she's I think trying his to main talk. thing is just that he's scared right like, yeah yeah and she's trying to talk him down but then as she does so, someone else gets a little trigger happy and shoots her and she's wounded and has to be medevaced out of there. But that ends up being the best thing because that causes everyone to be like, oh, fuck that guy who just shot the Mockingjay. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> and everyone kind of gets on the same page. Which I'm not entirely convinced it wasn't someone from District 13. Oh, I absolutely think it was someone from District 13. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So someone, someone had an earpiece straight to coin and she sh- she said, like, yeah, that shoot shot. her now, shoot her now. Take the shot, babe. Uh, but fuck, fucking Katniss survives because Cinna made a fantastic outfit for her before he died. Before he was brutally murdered. Yeah. This was like his last gift to her was he made this Mockingjay uniform and like, it's like totally like bulletproof. Like it's, it's fucking, it's real good. It's a real good outfit. It looks hot as hell. Um, but it's it's sad because Sina's dead. <laughs> anyway, she's healing up. She she kind of uh, starts this friendship with um, Joanna, who is the uh, the Victor from from Seven, who was a little bit also like chip on the shoulder. We talked about her in the last episode. Is like she could have been Katniss, uh, but they decided they didn't like her. Right? Like she was just a little too rough she around the edges. She just have didn't the, have the vibe, the right vibe. Yeah, she didn't have the vibe. Or you know, maybe it was just. You know, the revolution wasn't ready to roll out yet, you know? Yeah, yeah. The timing was off, you know. I think realistically, I mean, like, there is a bit of, like, oh, Katniss is this uh, wonderful, beautiful, everybody loves her perfect uh, Mm -hmm. symbol of hope and whatever. But, like, I think realistically, Plutarch probably had this plan for a while and was probably scoping girls for a while. Ooh, Plutarch, you nasty. (laughs) Stop girls scoping boys, the girls. Perhaps. I mean, like, I think that I think that realistically, uh, at least in our era, like young girl fighting injustice works a little bit better, you know, for the cameras versus young boy fighting injustice. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I fully think that Joanna, like Plutarch could have spun Joanna as the Mockingjay if they had been ready to go a few years earlier. For sure. She's got she's got that that fire in her. Yeah. Um, but so she yeah so she she develops this kind of like not really a friendship but also also I don't know what else you call their relationship. Um, I think and, they're friends. Yeah, they they're reluctant friends. Um, and you know they they kind of bond over both being real fucked up from this yeah. war. And they uh, they hear that District 13 is like, all right, now that we've gotten all the districts under control, we're going to go after the Capitol. And Katniss is like, OK, what squad am I going to be in? And they're like, you're not coming because you skipped all of the training when you were that like hiding in arms. closets and being sad about PETA. So like, why would we take an untrained soldier? So she's like, fine, me and Joanna are going to train our little hearts out. And they have like a montage where they're getting better, getting buffer, listening, taking orders, even though they don't want to. Uh, and eventually at the end of this, they're like, hey, yeah, you can you can go. But you're going to be in this super special star squad of sharpshooters. <laughs> and uh, it's basically like all of the VIPs that they don't want to just die on the front lines needlessly. And also uh, Joanna doesn't get to go. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Joanna doesn't get to go because she's still. 
because they they do she's a afraid test. of water yeah they do a test where like it's a simulation I forgot the whatever your weakness is is played against you and like joanna's is that she is afraid of drowning because of various things that have happened to her in the games um so she panics and doesn't get to go but katniss is that she can't take orders and she and realizes, she realizes that. that that's what it is and like so shuts she the takes fuck up orders. for five minutes and then she's like i'm never i'm not gonna learn from this i'm never gonna do anything with this set of skills ever again yeah Bye. yeah yeah she's like anyway that immediately doesn't matter to me <laughs> Um, but yeah, she gets to go to the Capitol. Her, her camera squad is there. They're like, we're going to get great footage of you fighting in the Capitol. Uh, and basically like they are kept so far away from the conflict. Um, the Capitol is set up in a way that snow has triggered traps throughout the Capitol as if the Capitol were a games arena. And, uh, so I, the, the victors like Finnick, who is also, well, he's, he's in this fighting force. Finnick and Katniss kind of recognize this, like, damn, we are in the arena for the third fucking time. Now, um, I just want to take a moment again uh-huh. to just thematically, I get it. Just like the districts. I'm like, thematically, I get it. Mm-hmm. Realistically, mm-hmm. what has happened here? Because it's not that he's put in traps just for this. These traps have been here the whole time. Mm-hmm. So there are just several places in the capital where there's just like a mudslide ready to go or like <laughs> a, a bunch of mut- mutations that I guess are just in a cage somewhere until such a time as all the traps. Yeah, get. what the fuck? Like, like how realistically I want to think for a second about the maintenance that would be required <laughs> on these traps. Is there a zoo of mutts in the capital? Like- right? Like... They, they talk about like, oh, you know, they have the info because of like Plutarch and the other defectors. Oh, and we didn't even talk about how like uh, also they, they brought uh, Katniss's um, team of, of stylists back and they were like prisoners of war in a very bad situation. Katniss oh, my God. Yes. They we were... also didn't talk about Finnick and, and uh, Annie getting married. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of other stuff that happens in this book. But... Yeah. Effie dies. That's sad. It's off page. She deserved better. Does she actually die? I thought it was just like. We don't did she know or does she come there. back at the end? I thought she was thought dead it, for some reason. I don't think she's the one who dies. I think it's uh, Peta's head stylist. Portia's definitely dead. Yeah. Let me see. Maybe maybe Effie just comes back at the end like she was just like tucked away somewhere. I don't know. I think that we are left to not know what happened to Effie. Yeah. Uh, I know in the movie al- she has the, a much bigger role. The wiki says she's alive after the second rebellion. So. Okay. I don't know, but yeah, in the um, movie she's like there with the with the styling team. I think with the whole Mockingjay situation. Oh, now I'm gonna watch uh, those movies. Oh tonight. yeah, uh, Effie escorts Katniss to the meeting, so she is she doesn't die. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she is at the end of this book. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, Why didn't they give her Effie? Uh, because she was in prison during the the she was arrested that's what we find out they should have broken her out with the other victims yeah. um and the no rest of the prep team for katniss but um yeah her the, prep team that she only finds on accident in a yeah. jail cell and everyone's like don't look over there katniss and she's yeah. like why and <laughs> she goes like, looks over there it's her prep team and they were like oh yeah we brought them here for you i'm like and they're like then being, why were they in jail hidden from katniss like not just in jail they're like in really inhumane in chains inhumane conditions yeah, yeah. so it's like sus extremely um, and katniss is just happy to see them because of course like these are familiar faces people who knew Cinna, right but like damn. they all now have ptsd too extreme they <laughs> cannot stop crying and um yeah so the traps are like 
they know what's coming with them because of this is how I got on the tangent because I was going to say we found out earlier like some of the like Plutarch and the other ones who have defected had the info about like here's where the traps are here's the layout it's might it might have changed since we defected but he can't have changed all of them right Mm -hmm. so again it's kind of like okay so these are something that have been in place for such a long time that would take like time and effort to change them but they're just all so wild like can you imagine one accidentally gets triggered by like a little capital boy wandering about the square or whatever yeah right like like, do they have like a tiger mixed with a bat comes out and eats him you know like (laughs) suddenly this big gas that vaporizes people is just terrorizing this alley uh, do they have a dormant mode it's like they're it's in sleep mode like we don't need the capital to be an arena today i think they do like because that's the thing it's like oh he only turns them on that's a wild set of defenses there's, there's two things that have to happen right they have to be not in dormant mode and then someone has to trigger them right yes but even with that, I'm saying these have been around so long that either they are doing constant maintenance on these fucking yeah. traps that have never come up ever mm-hmm. before. Like, it's never happened before in mm-hmm. the, you know, 75 years or whatever since the capital has been the capital. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, they're just occasionally, like, ones going haywire, you know? Yeah. It just, it just, those are the two <laughs> options. Wild. Wild. <laughs> though they do have like those a boxes that we learn that work underneath the city in the sewers like yeah. maybe they're doing the maintenance maybe, i don't know but it, it's so well, it, it's never don't... explained they're just like isn't this is... isn't this a neat throwback to the arenas <laughs> there is kind of the implication with the a boxes of like oh yes you know they might overhear things because uh people don't think about them being there they're like servants and so you know people stuff gets mentioned in front of them but I'm, I'm like, that's really bang. I think there's a bit of a difference between like, there is a servant around who you don't consider a person. So you don't think of letting something slip versus mm-hmm. like telling the AVOXs, hey, you got to go deal with the gas trap and maintain right. that. I feel like <laughs> one of them would have written it down in a letter, you know? Maybe. We see, we see in this one, like two of the camera crew, one is they're twins and one of them is an AVOX, right? So uh-huh. it's not like... Ever, like no AVOX is ever seen again you know that mm-hmm. it happens that you they know get out. they, they like still have bought family who cares his about freedom them. didn't they yeah so yeah. I, I don't know just the whole thing I'm like this trap situation there's it doesn't many, add up it doesn't add up it's very silly <laughs> much like the districts it just doesn't make yep. sense yep it's it's cool thematically doesn't make sense yeah so Which, we're gonna go you with know it what? it's style not substance who, yeah. who cares yeah yeah <laughs> um this is where shit really starts to go down. So basically, they are sh- trying to shoot some propos where they're just trying to like look cool and do stuff. And then someone accidentally sets off a trap and the capital is kind of notified of like something has gone off here. They can see it's Katniss and her crew and they start to get hunted down. People and the are trap dying. kills their captain. Yes. The commander Boggs. He was like, he's kind of an important person in this book. We didn't talk about him, but he's like someone who's actually rooting for Katniss as a person to like succeed and live through this war. And he's the kind of the one that lets it slip that like her life is in danger because she doesn't fully support coin. He's a good guy. He dies. He transfers leadership to Katniss because they have some sort of like arm band that there's like this, you can't take it off the commander's arm unless you do the secret code and you say the certain thing or whatever. So Katniss now has command of this little group and she's like, hey, everyone, President Coin has sent me on a secret mission to go kill 
President Snow. So we're going to go do that. And they're like, okay, but they're bringing in reinforcements for the people that we lost. And one of the reinforcements is PETA. And Katniss is like, God damn it. No. PETA's already there at that point, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, I think so. Because there's like... I thought he came in as a replacement for some reason. No, he comes in pretty early in that. Oh, other people die first before Boggs dies. That's when he comes in as a replacement. Yeah. Because I was like, he's definitely because they're they don't wait around for the replacement at that point. She's yeah, like, they're on. We the got to go. From then. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> cheese it. Come on. <laughs> cheese it. The traps. Um. <laughs> so Peter's been there. And I think that's also part of like part of what happens with the trap going off is somehow related to Peta and Peta because Peta basically has he, like, he gets triggered by something. And yeah. yeah. And also like everyone's there's like a lot with the Peta of it all here where everybody's kind of like getting trying to get along with Peta, and mm-hmm. Katniss is like I hate that fucker it's He's really sad me. yeah she's kind of taking things out on Peta, and I don't and know who is it like, that pulls her aside is it Gail I feel like it's Gail which or Finnick it's one of the two one and they're the two. like if you ever if the situation was reversed do you think Peta would give up on you like this and she's yeah. like god you read me for filth like <laughs> you're right I am a piece of fucking shit I've let Peta down once again uh, and then she so kind of like trying to, they're trying to get to a yeah like stable situation and he's and he's kind of coming around yeah he's mainly <laughs> able to keep stuff under control unless like something happens yeah um, he's like keep me in handcuffs and don't give me a weapon <laughs> but there is also like the implication that coin specifically sent him here so that to he maybe would snap kill and Katniss. kill Katniss yeah. mm-hmm. which is like that's fucked up coin yeah also then a hundred percent she would have used that as an excuse to kill Peta too absolutely yeah. yeah. She, she wasn't going to keep that promise now that was Katniss was dead. No. Mm-mm. She wouldn't keep she wouldn't have kept that promise even That's if true. Katniss had lived. She would have found like, a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except for the the way that this played out very specifically with everything in the capital and whatever is the only reason that like Peta was still alive at the time that mm-hmm. everything goes down at the end, you know. Yes. So uh, we get a a ton of action here where they're basically running through the city and are being picked off by the traps. Um, The the cameramen die. Very sad. Uh, Natalie Dormer is still alive, though, so don't worry about that. Um, You know, the other people in the in the in the in the group that aren't main characters all die. Finnick fucking dies. That's the fucking worst. That's awful. I can't believe you would do that to one of the hottest people in this movie. Like so mean. Come on now. Um, and, and they're, they've made it to the part of the capital that has not been, um, uh, evacuated. And so they're like people just like living here and trying to exist who could potentially recognize Katniss and PETA. So PETA, after some deliberation, they tried a couple different things, but basically after some deliberation, PETA's like, I got to fuck off out of here. Like, I don't want to get you guys caught. You have more, you have a better chance of survival without me. I'm going to go this way and try and do my own thing. And Katniss is like, can't stop him, I guess. They continue running through the Capitol. Uh, at some point, it just becomes Katniss and Gale. But then Gale gets, um, he gets caught. And he's like mouthing to Katniss, like, kill me, kill me. Because they've, they've like made this agreement. Like, we will not let each other be taken by the Capitol. We will kill the other if they are captured, right? And because it's a, you know, thematic flashback to the first one with Peta and Katniss and having mm-hmm. to make the choice to kill themselves at the end. Yes. Of that Hunger Games. And, and Katniss like, can't. Would've... She can't yeah. kill Gale. So he gets kidnapped. He gets captured. Not kidnapped. It's, he becomes a prisoner of war. 
Uh, and so Katniss is by herself here in front of the Capitol building and she doesn't know what to do. And then a bomb goes off and uh, there are were a bunch of children like being they were like basically like bring the children to the Capitol building. We'll keep them safe in the Capitol. And uh, it is at that moment that the it's it's unclear to Katniss who decides to do what. But a bomb is let off. The children are killed. Children are injured. Children are injured, and some probably die. But yeah, they are injured. A group of medics from the rebels comes in to heal these children. And Katniss's sister, Prim, who has been learning how to become a doctor. She was real jazzed about coming to 13. She's like, I'm going to become a doctor. And Katniss is like, that's a great opportunity you wouldn't have had anywhere else. Now, I will say from this podcast, you all might be like, that's fucking random out of nowhere. It, the, the groundwork was laid in the book. It is, yeah, remember. sorry. We, there's so much to talk about. There's Read the so book much. yourself. Um, but yeah, so Prim is here and, and it's later on Katniss thinks like, why was my why was why was my like 12 year old sister allowed to be on the front lines of a war? Whatever. Prim is there. They're putting people back together, trying to get them out of there. And then a second bomb goes off and Katniss is knocked out knowing that her sister is probably dead is dead also confirmed but Katniss has no way to confirm that yet because she's knocked out when Katniss wakes up the war she confirms she confirms her sister's (laughs) dead the war is over President Snow has been captured because that last little stunt everybody was like oh my god I can't believe Snow so would uh, let children get dead let children get dead and then also bomb medics yes like that's that's a big no-no gang Mm -hmm. you don't bomb the medics uh, coin coin is like we're gonna give a big like winning we won speech at the end of the week or whatever and Katniss you'll be there to do a, like a ceremonial execution with an arrow that we've beautifully designed for you you're gonna kill President Snow congratulations girlfriend uh, first they got to vote on if they're gonna kill yes. President Snow but before that she's Effie like shows back up and also Inabar is there yes. Uh, and I think a little bit too. Be- is it before that that they have? Yeah, it's before. Th- it's before they have that vote. That um, Katniss is like she's so sad. She's so sad and depressed, and she's just wandering around President Snow's mansion, which is kind of like where they've decided to headquarter. Which and she, you know, that's that's a signal sure. of something going on here. Yeah. Um, hey, we're not we're not going to pick a new headquarters. We're just going to be in the same headquarters. We're just going to take up this one. I'm sure that's everything will troubling. change. That's not troubling. Yeah. She stumbles across the room where President Snow is being held until his uh, uh, until his execution. And at first, there's a guard that's like, hey, you can't be here. But then someone who recognizes Katniss walks up and she goes, she's the only one of us that has a right to be in there. Let her through. So Katniss comes face to face with President Snow. And they have this conversation where basically President Snow was like, I'm going to play on, one girl. last mind game with you, girl. Hey, uh, it wasn't my team that set off those bombs that killed your sister. And Katniss realizes it was Gale. Gale. Well, he didn't set off the bomb, but he created the bombs. It was, it was a bomb his that he idea. had designed earlier in the book. Like the, yes, the a double detonating bomb. Yeah, of being like, f- attack something that people will care about in order to draw more people in, basically. Uh-huh. And then attack his, it again. Yeah. Because he's a predator. That's how he thinks. So she 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 says, I, I can't say. Like, it wasn't... Gail, who set off the bomb, but I can never get over the fact that it was Gail's idea to create this kind of bomb that killed my sister. That's that's it. We're done, so Gail. I never want to be around you. I ever. also think that like 
Gail, I think there's a bit of like Gail did not set off the bomb, but she cannot be sure that Gail would not have set off the bomb. Exactly. And also then when she goes to talk to Gail about it, Gail is like, I realized when she's like, we can't be together, bro. And Gail is basically like, yeah, I realized that as soon as, you know, it was confirmed that your sister was dead, that you would never forgive me for it being my bomb. Yeah, like he's like and sad like, about it. He's like, I can't right. believe you do this to me. Right. I'm like, Fuck bro, off. you like, regardless of whatever, like her sister is dead. Stop making it about you. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Quit making it about your romantic investment right. in her like like any anytime he is upset for God, katniss or about something that happens to katniss mm-hmm. the reason he's upset is because he can no longer do kisses with her like yep. that's he's never like man this is so terrible for you i feel so bad about it he's like mm, yeah i guess you don't like me now and i'm yes. like yes she's like fuck please off shut the forever. fuck up shut the fuck up Ugh. you know who doesn't do that Peta. Peta is always like Peta's always concerned do, about how katniss feels you do what's best for you girl mm-hmm. you and i will support you everywhere i can it's just like the we need to run away conversation. And Mila P was like, yes, yes I'll run away with you. But Pita, let's talk about this. Yes, like, Peter's like, I will be there if that is what you, you decide. But I mm-hmm. also have faith that that is not what you will Gail, decide. Gail like, basically laughs at her. And Gail is like, yeah, great. Let's do it. Wait, you want to bring PETA? Um, actually, you're a terrible person for wanting yeah. to do this. Actually, let's Fuck do Gail. a war. Do If PETA's coming, Gail. I do want war. <laughs> if PETA's coming, yes. I'd rather choose war than I'd PETA. rather kill your sister than have PETA come with us in the woods, basically, because, is what Gail said that day. Yeah. And just just reckless. Just reckless God, behavior hate from Gail. We hate I him. I can't stand Gail. So the night before the execution of President Snow, Coyne gathers, like, the remaining victors and... A couple of other important people in like Gail is there for whatever reason. And uh, she's like, OK, so here's the thing. I just want to I just want us to vote on this fun little idea I had last night. Just let me know what you think. Uh, you know how we like had this big old war because everyone thought the Hunger Games was really fucking awful and we hated the dictatorship we lived under and everything. In order to pay back everyone in the capital that made those things possible, we're going to I say I say we just have like one more Hunger Games, but it's all from Children of the Capital. Won't that be fun? And, ever, and she's like, let's vote. Let's vote if you like it or not. And obviously, like many around the table are like disgusting. No. Awful idea. This is what we fought to stop. And other people like Gail are like, fucking do it. They let's deserve go. it. Let's roll out. I'm trying to think how the vote splits because it's. Like, I'm trying to think just victors, victor-wise. I know Enobaria is pro. Yeah. Uh, Annie is against. Yeah. and I feel like Joanna is pro because she's just... She's like, just mad, yeah. Yeah. Peta's against. Yeah. Haymitch is like, I'll vote hey, whichever Mitch votes with Katniss votes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it basically comes down to, like, Katniss is the deciding factor, of course. Of course. Of course. And so Katniss kind of, like, thinks about this for a second. She's like, nah, I, I gotta... This is wrong. But, and she kind of, like, looks at Haymitch, and she's, like, mentally, like, follow me on one, this, Haymitch. One more game. <laughs> one more game, my man. And she goes, I want to do a Hunger Games. Yeah. I am Let's so do it. I vote in favor. And Haymitch is like, I'm with the girl. So the next day, oh, Peter's like, I don't, I don't know about all this. This uh, is fucked up, gang. This is, I don't, this isn't good. This isn't who I thought you were. But so then the next day. Coin has given her a big old speech and we don't really hear a lot of it because Katniss is like tuned it all out but they've given her this very special arrow uh, and uh, they've put her in a nice little outfit and it comes to the point where Coin is uh, basically saying is, is saying to the to the world and we are going to have one last Hunger Games but the 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 uh, 
people will be reaped from the capital. From and specifically Katniss, the like game makers' kids. And yes. like Plutarch's or not Plutarch, um, uh, Snow's granddaughter. Like it's it's all gonna be because Coin is savvy here and knows that just doing the whole capital is not gonna play well because mm. again you get the like it's not their fault right it's like, but like the people who sided with snow yeah. yeah and as she says this katniss pulls back lets loose her arrow and shoots coin straight in the forehead it was so good she's immediately arrested <sighs> and then snow just starts laughing yeah snow's laugh- like yeah man y- you deserve that man <laughs> like you set that up that was your last play you set it up beautifully katniss fell for it i mean uh, i don't think katniss she didn't fall for it It was like their last collaboration yeah yeah their last little romance uh his his laughter is probably short-lived because he's like found totally mutilated later on but that's beside the point you know Um, he knew he he knew who there was no way out for him he just wanted to make sure (laughs) coin went down with him uh katniss is locked in a room by herself basically a solitary confinement for like weeks and weeks and weeks she starts to sing again uh, she, she's like, she's just like kind of healing from it all. And then one day Plutarch comes in and he's like, well, your trial's over. And she's like, what fucking trial? <laughs> and he's like, basically you've just, they've, they've ruled that you're just a little bit, uh, insane. Don't worry about it. So uh, you're being exiled. <laughs> you're being exiled to district 12. You have to stay there. You can never leave. And she's like, good. Nope. Thank you. <laughs> Didn't want to be here anyway. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, And so the epilogue of the book is basically talking about how people are slowly moving back to District 12. Not everyone does. Uh, Katniss's fucking mother, who she's just like, she writes Katniss a letter and she's like, hey, babe, sorry, I I can't. Can't be a mom anymore. I'm fucking off to District 4 or something. Smell you later. (laughs) Gail, he's he's off doing making more weapons. He's whatever. Uh, But, you know, Haymitch comes home. PETA comes home. The hu- the hob opens like greasy Sally whatever Sally grease ball whatever her name is Sally she, May yeah Sally May student loans she comes home and like District Twelve slowly starts to regrow itself Katniss and Peta come together again eventually they are married and eventually they have children something that Katniss has always said she would never do but after time has passed she feels at peace she feels like her children will not be harmed in a Hunger Games democracy's won I guess the end. And she writes it. She writes the whole story. She down. writes the Hunger Games. Suzanne Collins is Katniss Everdeen. Is the thing you didn't realize? I don't think. I don't think that it is supposed to be like no, no, the no, book no. that Katniss writes is this book. But I, as you know, I put down my pen after writing this story, because I think like I kind of missed that the first time I read it through, and I was just mm. like, oh dang, like because it's the history is written by the victors thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, she's finally won, you know? Yeah, oh, she can tell God. her side of the story. It's And like, the whole thing with the kids where it's like she's always said like she won't have, it's, and it's never and been like, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people had problems with the epilogue because it was like, ooh, kids ever after. But and, this is a big moment yes. for her. And yes. also that it was like, oh, she just goes, she's like this cool warrior and she goes home and is all domestic with PETA and pops out kids. It's like, she's no. fucking broken. Like she's always said a hundred times like she would never ever have kids because she doesn't want them to be have to live the life that she hunger gamed right she has Mm -hmm. never like every time she said something like that i was like she wants kids right like she wants kids so badly and knows that she can't 
have them because the world isn't safe. Like she's Mm -hmm. sacrificing her kids to keep her kids safe. Mm -hmm. Right. And then she has kids and I'm like, yeah, gang, like she always wanted that. Like, yeah, that's, that's not a, like, it's, it's symbolic of like the whole premise of the book being like, this is a world that is not safe for children. And then her Mm -hmm. deciding to have children is like, and it's not it's not really a happy ending because she's been irrevocably changed and so many people around her are dead and gone and you know she she only has Peta and Haymitch at this point and like she does yeah. try to reconcile with her mom but like you know that bitch But never it's moved not back. really like, an unhappy ending either cuz mm-hmm. it's like she did it she's she, at some kind of peace yeah she made the world a place where they can where kids are safe do art and write stories she did it she saved the kids she saved the kids she she couldn't save rue and she couldn't couldn't save save pram she saved everyone else's kid everybody else and now i'm crying again you guys crying again (laughs) it's so good i am so happy we read these three books they really kind of uh, exceeded all my expectations yeah. from what I thought we were going to get into. I really thought we would have a lot more to bitch and moan about, but like literally, no. We did it. Or Kinda. did we? Because let's talk about what's coming up next. Yes. Next week, we are reading The Exorcist. You know it. You love it. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's about exorcism. And it's yes. for our, our unit on exorcism. <laughs> uh, the week after that, we're not done. We're not done with Pan Am yet. No, we have Songbird Snake Snowstorm. We're going ballad. to be reading the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Yes, um, which has a book or a movie coming out soon, and neither mm-hmm. of us have ever read. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. We'll I kind of avoided how... this one because it was. It came out at a time where a lot of like series that seem to have been put to bed were raising their their zombified head again and and yeah and it was kind of like justifying the villain's behavior like we didn't need another joker movie well that's kind of what this book was like i mean i don't know if it is that or not i think that's Mm. how it's been perceived yeah Um, so i yeah i'm excited to see if that's true or not. yeah and i think also like it came at a time where it was kind of like is this a cash grab situation yeah because it was out of nowhere just yeah yeah. But I feel like generally the reviews I've seen on it are pretty good. Mm. And the movie um, trailer looks and the very movie trailer excellent. Does look cool. So yeah, I'm excited for it. We will be back in two weeks to talk more. Thrilling. Games. Thrilling. In the meantime, if you have any books or units you'd like for us to cover on the podcast, either because you think we would love them or hate them, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us at ShelfAwareCast. Shelf no, email us at ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> or you can email us shelfforecast at gmail.com as always thank you to ben coat for the use of our theme song you can check out his youtube channel in our show notes below we're also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms so if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those you definitely should otherwise we will uh we will kidnap you and brainwash you into thinking that every other podcast is your enemy mm-hmm mm-hmm um, if you use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right, because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you like. In the words of Suzanne Collins, I have to remind myself that Gail's in two with a fancy job, probably kissing another pair of lips. <laughs> so many kisses in this series. And this, and this part of the series. No, and actually I said kindred and it's not kindred. Okay.
Hold on. Okay, Let so Kindred is that. the vampire Let one. Let me take that again. No, Kindred is not the vampire one. Damn, which Hold one's on. the vampire one? Hold on, we're going to cut all this. Okay. And take this whole joke again. All right, Give it'll be a, a second. Yes, good and Give authentic. Me a second. Yeah.